I'm Amy. I'm Julie. And it's time to pucker up. Well, Amy, I have come here today to be with you directly from the pool. Directly from the pool. I am in Podcast HQ because you are directly from the pool. If I leaned over to my left, I could probably see the ocean. Ooh. I'm if not- I leaned over to my left, I could see the spot where you usually sit when we record. <laughs> If I leaned over to the left, I might not be able to get back up because I've had several beers. Um, <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun recording session. On an empty stomach because we had we had brunch and then we had we went and played mini golf and then I took a nap and then we went to the pool and we we're going to a buffet, a seafood buffet after this. So we're going to eat crabs. No. Oh. Anything interesting at the mini golf? I'm bad at it. Well, I don't know anybody that's good at it. Melanie's mom kicked our ass. That's not fun. <laughs> Melanie's mom. It was the really moms funny. Aren't like supposed to win. Got in there and just beat the tar out of us. See, that sounds like something Pam would do. But doesn't Pam like play golf anyway? She had a set of golf clubs for a while because she lived at a place that had a nine hole course and she thought it might be fun to learn at some point Mm. did that ever happen no no so you know so let's get in to some general news we're gonna make this quick today because i've got shit to do i'm sweating because it's extremely hot outside it's very muggy and humid here too but there's no pool where i am i mean there is if you want to go up blow up the baby pool uh no considering how well never mind Ben Lovejoy is now retired. He played his last season. Um, he got traded from the Jersey Devils to the Dallas Stars, basically swapped with Connor Carrick. There you go. So he decided to retire. And on the retirement outlook forecast, Justin Williams is taking a break from hockey. It's a weems break. Shut up. Now, he's not saying retired. All they're saying is he's taking a break from hockey. He doesn't know what he's want to do. What what he's wanted. What he wants to do. I've had some beers, but he won't be joining Carolina's training camp at the beginning of the season and hasn't signed a contract. You know what this is? This is I've got several front office offers that I am milling over, and they've also said, "Hey, if you don't want to do that, here's your like one or two year contract offer." He's too old to get two years. He can only, I think he's, he's to the point where he can only get one year offers. Really? Yeah. He's 36. Do we, oh, is that point 35? I think so. It's, it's 35 plus contract. Well, there you go. But I think, I think that's what this is. I think that's because it was only, it was less than a week ago that he said that, right? So mm-hmm. it's, there's too little time between when he said that and training camp. For him to effectively make a decision based on Weems' logic. No, he's uh, not planning on going to training camp. Right. But that means that there's there are several things floating out there for him. That doesn't mean he will end up playing at some point. He doesn't have to go to training camp to play. Right. Just ask William Nylander think, last season. Right. I just think it will be interesting to see... Where this ends up. Because he obviously doesn't want to retire. I think he I think, I think think he does and he doesn't. Like, he feels like 
like, I think it's on one hand, maybe I should. I'm tired and I don't want to do this anymore. But on the other hand, like, I had mean, a really great season. We went really far. I could keep playing. I also think he doesn't want to be like Mr. Underwood. Because Mr. Underwood, you know who I mean. Mm-mm. Our Nashville Predator friend. Oh. Oh. Coming back like halfway through the season because. Yeah, who said, I'm retiring. And then when the Preds looked like they were going to make a run, said, I'm not retired anymore. Yeah. Like, I really hope that this whole I'm taking a break from hockey isn't because he wants people to think that that's a better thing to do. Like, it'd be just the same if he said, I'm retiring and then came back and said, hey, y'all are making a run. Hi. Like he doesn't he doesn't want to retire, but he still wants to be Mr. Game Seven. Yeah, bless his heart. I guess that's valid. I don't I mean know. I can't imagine him at this point in his career going and playing anywhere but Carolina though. Like cause it's clear right. he wants to retire as a hurricane. Oh yeah. I think, you know, he's got roots there and all sorts of shit there. And like I said, he very well may have at least one or possibly several offers to do things in the front office that we don't know about too. Could, yeah. And he's a smart enough guy. Like he could, he could, they can, you know, uh, he, name he has a lot of leverage to the player development department. They could. Speaking of other free agents, um, the Canucks signed Nicolay Goldobin. God damn. You talking that about is a mouthful. Something that's hard to say when you're drunk. He gets mm-hmm. 9,000, 900,000 for one year. Adrian Kempe signed with the Los Angeles Kings three years for six million a year. Thornton signed with San Jose, one year deal. Rock out um, with your cock out. It's two million, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's only a one year deal." Like, yeah, because he's old. He can only sign one year deals. And at that point in your career, you should only sign one year deals. At that point in a player's career, if a team offers wants to offer longer than a year, they're stupid. And if a player wants to sign longer than a year, they're stupid too. Sorry. Um, and then the big one that hopefully is going to shake a lot of other free agents loose is Columbus signing Zach Wierenski, $15 million for three years. Now, I've read that this is five per year, but I've also read that it's $4 million on the first two years and seven on the third. I've heard that it's the last year pays more. Yeah. But I'm not sure exactly how much more. As far as one of the years being weighted, I've only seen four for the first two and seven on the last one. But well, and and that's how a bridge, a bridge deal. deal should be written, because in my humble opinion. Then when he gets to the third year, his qualifying offer is seven million. Right. And that if you want to develop a player, which is why you give him a bridge deal, because he's not quite there yet. If you give him a bridge deal that says, hey, by the way. The last year of your bridge deal is what we think you'll be worth by then. And if like, you're not, then we're not going to fucking resign you. So exactly. bye. Exactly. Somebody else can go out and get you for that much if they want you. A lot of Flyers fans are thinking this is going to shake things with Provorov loose. Well, yeah, because Wierenski is a defenseman, isn't he? Yes. I tell you what, I'm going to be so careful about... Who is and isn't a defenseman after what happened to poor Steve Tangle in the last 24 Oh, about hours? Robertson? Yes. Oh, bless his heart. That was, yeah. Poor was Steve. Not a good time. No. Speaking yeah. of not a good time, we have low lights. 
Well, I was going to say, as of today, Fletcher's hopeful to get close to deals for Konechny and Provorov as of today, but I haven't seen anything for either of them. The Devils also... Things are going to happen by the end of the week because training camp yeah. is happening by the end of the week. The Devils What's also... going to happen is, because you're calling from the beach and we're doing this on Tuesday, everything's going to happen tomorrow and Thursday. Oh, sure. Well, I'm <laughs> literally laying on the beach because it's too hot to... We were going to go to the boardwalk and then after we went to uh, mini golf, it was like, ugh, it's too hot to do it. Like, we're not going to the boardwalk. It's fucking hot, man. We're going to the pool. Yep. It's second summer. <laughs> and then, of course, the Devils signed Pavel Zaka today. And so I saw somebody tweet, is this the first time someone's ever successfully used the KHL for leverage? Or the threat of no. the KHL for leverage? Let me tell you a fucking story about Yevgeny Kuznetsov and his big ass contract. And how Marcus Johansson came to be a fucking Buffalo Sabre, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> Julie's going to be 80 and somehow have grandchildren. <laughs> I don't know how. No. To say, children, let me tell you a story about getting Kuzets off <laughs> and the KHL. <laughs> and how Marcus Johansson and people who... became the coach of the Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> I don't know. In that many years. You know, don't disrespect. A boy will travel. Don't disrespect him like that. He wouldn't coach the Ducks, dude. He's a Buffalo Saber. We can't go much further from there. No, he go. He he wouldn't coach in the NHL. Please, don't disrespect him like that. All right. The next step is literally going back to Sweden to play hockey with his brother. Well, probably, but then they'll dress him all up funny again. That was just Lawson. for his bachelor party. Leave him alone. Yes, lowlights. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, earlier this summer, mm-hmm. Sonny Milano, who plays for the Columbus Blue Jackets, and AJ Greer, who plays for Colorado, I can't read, were charged with a, uh, were assaulted a friend of theirs, not at a bar, but in the, the location that they went to after the bar, over the bar tab. Well, they were charged uh, last week. With two class A and one class B misdemeanors for assault based on this incident. They have another court date on October 16th. What's interesting to note is that both teams have games on this day. The Avs will be playing the Pens and Columbus will be playing the Stars. Now, since these are misdemeanors, I wonder if they even have to appear in court or if their lawyers could appear on their behalf. I think they should have to appear. I don't think you should be able to play in a hockey game. And I don't think AJ Greer actually plays like full time on Colorado's like team. But Milano, I feel like does. I feel like I've heard that actual name. I think so too. But I feel like even if you're not playing in the NHL and if you're playing in the minors, you shouldn't be allowed to play a hockey game the night of the day that you were supposed to appear in court. You know, I mean, it depends. What if it's traffic court? Uh, traffic court is a little bit different. I mean, these are misdemeanors. They aren't felonies. For assault. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you that's had what to, they do for a living. If you had to go to Commit court, misdemeanor assault. If you had to go to court for traffic, maybe you shouldn't be able to play in the hockey game that night. 
I guess, depending on what you're... Maybe you should make better choices. True. You should learn to drive. Go back to Canada. I mean... I don't know at least, those guys are At least they drive on the correct side of the road there. I think we have some friends who would have some things to say to you about the correct side of the road. I know we have some friends. Hi, Dr. Lindsay. Hi, Danya. But, you know, that always bothered me. Another low light. We had our prospect games over the last four or five days. And um, true to form, the National Predators were taking some liberties with our babies. Um, Nashville is want to do. It looks like not to their detriment, which is good. The first one that happened is Riley Sutter went down. They thought he might have been more injured than he actually was, but it turns out it was just a sprain. The other one was a little bit scarier. Alex Alexiev, Alex Squared, Alex Alex. Alex boots and shorts and boots and shorts. (laughs) Took like a high hit in the face. Like the kid got ejected because it was a major. Mm. And, um... He went and did got to sit in the quiet room and go through concussion protocol and ended up being fine. But it, you can see the hit online, and we retweeted it. It's ugly. Yeah, it is rather ugly. Well, but that's Nashville. That's Nashville, and you would think that they would do a better job of maybe not letting their prospects do shit like this. But uh, apparently that's just how Nashville's going to play hockey. No well, skill. prospects doing shit like that, have you seen the clip going around of the fight from uh, the, between a, a uh, baby av and a baby pen i haven't se- no, no 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 it's not a baby av it's a baby saber you're right it is a baby saber yes i was like I the abs wouldn't a baby, have been a baby pen got his dad <laughs> yeah it's like 11 unanswered right hooks <laughs> yeah i saw that last night and this kid's just wailing on him yeah and just like Skates right over to the box and has, like, a lovely chat with the ref and has himself a seat. There was a fight in... Because the devils were in that prospect challenge. There was a fight between a baby devil and a baby saber as well. Uh-oh. I do not remember their names. Do not ask me. There's um, a bean in the pr- on the premises. Sorry. <laughs> she lives there. Um, she does. But now she's she's joined me in the living room where it's safe. From the boys. Uh, so, yeah, the the Caps won two of their three, correct? They did. The Devils lost two of their three. Well. <laughs> they I caught. mean, I don't know. They managed to pull There's... out a win in the shoot, in a shoot, in a, in a, uh, overtime. Well, the here's the thing. Here's what I feel about prospects in these prospect showcase games. They're mean. They're all well and good, but they might as well be playing shinny. Yeah, because you seen the the Capo Caco goal that everyone's shitting themselves over? No, I have not. So, it's basically, he does a double wraparound. He can't do that. You can't do that. Well, not in... illegal. How? In the NHL, you can't do that. How is it illegal? Wait, a double wraparound or a double... Explain to me what happens. So, he goes and he skates behind the goal line. Mm-hmm. And instead of passing it to anyone else or trying to make a shot like you would in the NHL, because mm-hmm. somebody would have stopped you by then, Kako mm-hmm. just goes and he skates back behind the goal line again until his teammates catch up, and then he puts it in on the second wraparound. Ah, 
See, I thought you were talking about a, a his body going 360 degrees twice instead of wrapping around the goal twice. No, 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 around a wrap around. Yes, I misunderstood what you. My brain heard something different than what you said. And everybody's like, "Cause you can't do you can't do the turn turn your your body around thing." Oh, you were thinking about shootouts, maybe. But so, like, he does this thing, and it's like, and watching it, yeah, it looks cool. But everybody else he's playing with is a prospect who is way shittier than he is. Right. Like, Capo Caco. You might as well be playing shitty. Capo Caco is like, if you put Ovi out on the eye. Okay, I'll put it this way. There's a video, and I retweeted it, of Nico Hishier playing with, like, middle schoolers. I saw that, yes. That's what it is. Yeah. Capo Caco's ready to play in the NHL, and most of those guys are not. Right, and that's really the only thing that those prospect showcases are good for. I mean, they're also an extension of training camp, really. But what really needs to happen is if you're going to extend training camp, extend training camp. The team's back already. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, it's cool to see all the little kids play. I mean, little kids, some of them are... 23 years old but it's like there i mean you can't base anything off of it but it does let you see where some of your players stand in correlation to other players like yeah like your spencer carberries of the world appreciate a prospect showcase right but from a fan's perspective eh, it's nice i mean i and i may be the only person in the whole wide hockey world with that particular opinion but it just doesn't excite me all that much. Like, it doesn't tell me anything that I didn't learn in the draft. Yeah. Like, I we mean, learned in the draft that Capo Caco is ready for the NHL. Yeah. If Capo Caco had been in the same prospect game as Jack Hughes, he wouldn't have pulled that off. Because there would have been somewhere someone comparable on the ice. Right. Well, ostensibly. I mean, or if, like, what uh, defensemen got drafted? I don't know. I don't know, but I had to do the obligatory Jack Hughes. (laughs) Like, if he had been out there against Alex Alexiev, that wouldn't have happened. Like, he there would have been. I'd like to think that. There would have been a defenseman there to stop it. Like, it's it's a matter of you're playing a level above these other guys who were maybe not quite ready. We have a question about prospects, and here we go, talking about prospects for 100 years. Um, The next bullet point. Russian machine falls off his bike, falls awkwardly in practice, does not break. Looks fucking rough, though. Does look fucking rough. By the way, that whole, like, interview of him coming off the ice when somebody says, what happened? And he's like, oh, you know, where? Out there. Oh, my leg was fine. The way he turns to the camera and puffs out his chest and goes, but I fell off my bike yesterday. He looks like a six-year-old who's proud of himself. I mean. And I can't get past it. Ovi is a little bit like a six-year-old. <laughs> He's like, oh, fuck falling on the ice. I fell off my bike yesterday. I fall that off the ice. I fall on the ice all the time. <laughs> my tailbone still hurts. Does it really? Yes. I don't know. Put more salt water on it. We rubbed uh, CDB, uh, CBD oil on it the other day. Like we went Oh, this- my. Sunday, we were in Rehoboth and we were in the CBD oil shop and he was like, try this. Because he's like, used to play hockey. And I tried it, and all it did was make my butt feel weird. Because it was like... (laughs) 
He's like, I have cooling and warming, and I think cooling would be better for this, and blah, 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 blah. So I tried the cooling, and, like, we got out of there, and I was like, now I just feel weird. Well, that's because you put something cooling on your butt. I mean, not my butt. But near there? At the top of my, like, butt crack area. Yeah, see, that's always a warm area to begin. I'm sure it did feel weird. It was real bizarre. It also did not help. Dr. Lindsay, paging Dr. Lindsay. Dr. Lindsay is CBD a myth. Hey. I was sitting somewhere earlier today and I went, well, no, because I was drinking kombucha earlier today, okay? You can judge oh me if you want to. It was super good. And I thought, I would sit and listen to Brooks Orbic tell me about CBD oil and the health benefits of kombucha. I mean, I would too. <laughs> I don't have to watch him play hockey anymore. Leave him alone. Um, in the highlights, Pierre Maguire has been fired. No, he's not been fired. Well, he he's been removed from the East Coast coverage. That's fine, because you know who doesn't watch West Coast coverage or acknowledge that West Coast coverage exists? Yeah, you and your people, friends who are Colorado fans. People who don't watch hockey that and starts after 9 you, p.m. you who's a Dallas fan. People who don't watch hockey that starts after 9 p.m. Uh-huh. I don't. I tr- I super try not to. I know you super try not to. I super don't care what time it starts. I want to watch hockey. Look, if the cat... So, to me, I mean, it's great because we don't have to see him very often. And most of the nationally televised shit, to be honest, is East Coast shit. So... No more Pierre... Well, significantly less, Pierre. They replaced him with Brian Boucher. And the thing that's really funny online is that there's, like, this one, like, straight up, like, one dude running around defending Pierre. And he's like, he knows everything about hockey. That's great. He's bad at his job. Yeah, you know what? Sit in a bar and talk to him about it sometime. Because that's usually where that kind of information is dispensed. Not on the national fucking broadcast when people are trying to, you know... Oh, listen to play-by-play. And that's what play-by-play is. Play-by-play is a description of what's happening on the ice. Not a description of where everybody on the ice went to school. Do I know how many goals Marcus Johansson scored his rookie year here in D.C.? Yes. Do you? I think you want to know at any point in time? No. Not while the puck is in play, no. I'm going to tell you at some point this when we go to Buffalo, that is when I'm going to bust out that knowledge. I'm going to tell everyone sitting anywhere near us. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to have to figure out a way to make that monetarily feasible. Now that it looks like <laughs> we're going to put a whole fucking crew together. Oh, no, that's the whole fucking crew one is March. I was talking about November. November. Oh, uh, well, the whole fucking crew one I'm down for. I don't know about November yet. I'm definitely going in November. I do. We need to follow Buffalo up. in November is a iffy proposition, dude. Yeah, that's before shit gets shitty. Mm-hmm. Also, the hotel is literally, like, across the street, so it's fine. Okay. I assume people in Buffalo know how to drive their vehicles in Buffalo. I'm just gonna, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna Uber from the airport. What I was going to say is we need to follow up and find out when everybody, when the stupid game that we're supposed to be going to is, so. Our other highlight is also Capitals related, like so many of our content this week. 
Brooks Orpic. You know him? Brooks, hands of silk, Orpic. You love him. You let him make you a kale smoothie in the morning. Was named to Capitals you player development. You appreciate his dark tangibles. You would, <laughs> you would let him guide the development of your defensive players. Yes. Because he has been named to the Capitals player development department. Now, I believe he was originally going to go to Boston University, which is his alma mater, except not really because he didn't graduate. And he was going to finish his degree. But I guess he's going to stay here. I think probably whatever money they offered him to stay here, he was like, fuck school. Wouldn't we all say that? Fuck school. Stay in school, kids. Don't do drugs. Not to mention, I bet he could complete his degree from wherever he wanted to. Like, I don't think he has to go back to Boston to complete his degree. Hey, speaking of don't do drugs... And we should have brought this up in lowlights. Um, somebody met with uh, Gary Bettman yesterday, but there hasn't been an update on what went down. But he was... Is that why he wasn't skating yesterday? So yesterday, Kuznetsov was not on the ice. He did have a meeting with Bettman yesterday afternoon, so one assumes he zipped off to New York. However, one does that either by air or by train. Met with Gary Bettman, because he's in fucking trouble. And he went to the principal's office is he what did. he did. And Miranda saw him this morning and passed him in the hall at Kettler and said he was very clean shaven. Hmm. But we don't know. I haven't seen anything else. But to be fair, I have not diligently been looking. No, I have not diligently been looking either. But yeah, someone had mentioned... I was listening to the Dum Dums. Well, they're not Dum Dums, especially because now they got Tarek back to chat a little bit on the the Caps um, podcast with JJ Regan and Rob Carlin and those dudes. And Tarek was on this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed Tarek. Your your fat cat just went up to your room. I heard her. And uh, so Rob Carlin said something about you know Kuzi hasn't been in any of these skates uh, since. They announced the blah, 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 blah. And Tarek, we love Tarek, said, yes, he has. He just wasn't there today. And then they got to talking about, well, why do we think he's not there today? But they didn't say anything on the podcast about Batman. about going to meet with Gary Bettman. I wonder if it's because they thought they couldn't. Oh, maybe. I mean, it was all over Twitter. I don't feel like I am not allowed to say it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not like we're credentialed and we're going to lose anything by saying it. For the record... And I want to talk about credentials for a moment, because apparently this is some kind of, like, pissing contest about credentials that's been going on. Oh, hashtag hockey Twitter, yes. I don't want to watch a game from the press box. Like, we're never, like, first of all, what the fuck would we do? Like, that's Well, not- first of all, not first of all, what the fuck would we do? You know what the fuck we wouldn't do? Hmm. Cheer for the game. Like, it is press box rules. You're not allowed to, like, you are an impartial observer of the game in the press box. I then, and, and also, the press box seats are, like, worse than my actual seats, which are already not very good. So, like. It amazes me. Like, I don't want to consume hockey in that way. Like, I decided, we were, we were at, because we went with a friend of ours to Hershey last season, and she was working in the press box. And you and I were sitting there, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to cover hockey that way. 
Yeah, no. And I was uh, like, I, I, I mean, just... it would be nice to have some locker room access every once in a while. Uh... I mean, I'm not for you. I'm fearless. Oh, so. it, that's not why. I know what hockey gear smells like. I do, too. Yeah, remember when I stuck my hands in your face? Yeah, well, I've, I've been in, in the Kettler locker room. Smell this. This is the worst thing I've ever smelled in my life. And that was yeah. just my hands. Well, yeah, I've been in the locker room at Kettler without boys in it, but all their equipment was there. Ugh. And there is no, no uh, coincidence that they had at least three different floor fans running in there while we were coming in and out on our tour of the locker room. Hockey's fucking disgusting. I'm telling you. Do you I mean, think hockey smell with the fans running? Hockey as a sport is more or less disgusting than other sports. <laughs> I mean, they're all disgusting in different ways. But any, like my point is I don't I don't want to watch hockey that way. Yeah, no. And I don't really want to go in the locker room. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think it would be fun to interview some people from time to time. But I think I it would be fun to every, interview people, it, but I don't want to do it in the locker room. I want to do it for 82 games a season. I think it would be fun to interview people, but I don't want to do it in the locker room. Oh, well, like, I don't know where else you'd have, I mean. Here's my Skype info. Please call my podcast. Give me 10 minutes. Well, there you go. Tell me about your dog. <laughs> Well, no, I just read something the other day. Greg Wyshynski said something about how he always tries to get at least tickets in the lower bowl for himself for like two or three games a season just so that he can enjoy a hockey game. And I don't ever want to do this, what you and I are doing, to the point where we don't enjoy hockey games anymore. Exactly. Like, because I don't see how you can be sitting in the press box... Like, because I tweet from games, and I have definitely heard people, like, have had people tweet at me and be like, why don't you stop tweeting and enjoy the game? Because, first of all, sometimes I've been to Minnesota Wild games. Well, yeah, like, seriously, a lot of times when you find the time to tweet during the game is because the game is not all that enjoyable at the moment. Motherfucker, sometimes I'm bored. Also, sometimes there are TV timeouts. Oh my Sometimes God. there's intermission. Sometimes there's stupid interstitial stuff on the board that we don't want to pay attention to. So we tweet. Exactly. Like there's so many reasons, like so many reasons and opportunities that I could be tweeting. And sometimes I am literally like just ignoring the game <laughs> because I'm bored. <laughs> but I still wouldn't want to like consume hockey in the way that you have to consume hockey to work as media at a hockey game. And that's fine. And that's not everybody's experience because some people want to be media. And that's, and there's a difference between being media and being a hockey fan. Like you have to separate those two things because you can't, you can, yeah, you can be both just not at the same time. (coughs) I mean, and some people walk a really fine line because some people who like cover the teams do have sort of like a fanish vibe, but they work for the teams. So they're allowed to like pump the tires of the team. And right. that's not the, like, like the same as like needing to be like impartial the way someone like Isabel Kershudian would need to be. Right. Because she works for WAPO. She doesn't work for the Capitals. I bet there's still a ton of people who don't realize that. Oh, I know they don't. And it's really funny because, um, well, I follow Abby Mastracco, who writes for, I think, the New Jersey Record. She took over for 
Andrew Gross, who used to, he used to write for he used to cover the Devils for a New Jersey Devils paper, and then he moved to cover the Islanders for. Oh, so she's the new she's the new beat for right. So people are like, God, you don't even like the Devils, and like like you like the other team, blah blah blah. You're not even a Devils fan, and she's like, I'm a reporter. Yeah, I. It's not my job to like the team. It's my job to report on the team. So I'm here making this podcast as a fan of hockey teams. Yep. Not as someone who wants to be a journalist or whatever. I'm just like, I can't see myself ever like really needing to have credentials for anything. Like, would it be fun to do an event, like an event or something and work it as a credentialed news person? I don't, I don't want to say journalist cause that's not what I think of myself as, but like, yeah, sure. But I wouldn't want to cover a game that way. Would I love to like chat with a hockey player about dumb shit? Like talk about their dog. Sure. Connor Carrick. Can we talk about your dog? I love your dog. <laughs> your dog specifically okay that sounds a little creepy there jules no i love his dog i know but you the know way i you love said, his shorts now the way you said specifically you might as well have said and your little dog too i i will also talk to yevgeny kuznetsov about that pug that may or may not be his the fat one yes any hockey player who has a short-nosed dog please call me. I would like to take 10 minutes out of your day to talk about your dog for my podcast. Also, if you are in DC and would like to pet my dog, I'm sorry. He's a douchebag and he will not let you. If you call him Princess Dinner, he will. He will not. And you know it. He lets me pet him and call him Princess Dinner. He has been through a lot of exposure therapy with you. That's true. And also, you are feeding him right now. Yes. He also likes to hide under my butt when I sit on the on the porch and smoke cigarettes. Oh my god, so. he's such an idiot. I love him so much. <laughs> so, I can't let you pet my pug, but I will let you play it fast and loose with Koozie Pup, who may or may not attempt to break your nose. Oh my god! He hit my two front teeth last night! Uh-huh. And it hurt! Uh-huh. I've been calling him a fat ass all day. Oh, he is a fat ass. Koozie got a big old butt. He does. I can't remember. I was coming up with synonyms for fat ass. And there was one that I came up with that I cracked myself up with. And now I can't remember what it was. It'll come back to me. Olympic rules in this shootout, boys. Order of shooters is me, 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 and then me again. I'm fucking TJ Yoshi. I'm so embarrassed to tell you this right now. No, no. But Amy... I didn't write anything down for Thylites. I know! And I was trying to think of things. And I, I mean, not to be weird about it, but fully, Melanie was sitting next to me this morning, and she was like, we were talking about Ovi uh, going, like, because, you know, Nastia posted those videos. And, like, Nastia gets social media. Yeah, she does. God bless. Well, I mean, look at what she does for a living. Nastia Ovechkina, because... Sure, he was carrying the baby, but he was also wearing, you know, some spandex compression pants and mm -hmm. 
Obi's booty does look like that. Well, and little hands on big shoulders make big shoulders look sexy. You know, I don't want kids, but... Oh, I don't either, but I, I'd stand by my statement. It's like, here's Ovi, just being a dad. We were literally sitting in a restaurant last night watching those videos, Melanie and I were, and like making squealing noises, so... I mean, it's a somewhat hormonal thing. Ugh, it was disgusting. I don't have any other thylights. I'm really embarrassed by this. Like, I feel like I'm letting our clientele down. Our clientele? Well, I don't know if you saw the sort of formal photography that was done at the media day a few days back, last week sometime, maybe. Uh-huh. But apparently, lots of people, including our friend Fatou, seem to really like the, the one in Voldemort. Oh, yeah, no. I went to an Austin Matthews place and... Uh, oh, no, I, he was next on the list. I wanted to start. Uh, to look, look, I will admit that that was a very well-photographed photo. Of Hockey Voldemort? Of Hockey Voldemort. Somebody mentioned his... I think it was Fatu that mentioned his DSLs, but she didn't call them DSLs. They are DSLs. She just thought they were very nice, and I was like, I can't. There is nothing about that man that I find attractive. He is built for gay porn. I mean, then I guess it's a good thing that me as a straight woman not finding him attractive kind of fits. And then there's your boy. Your boy with the Gomez Adams, I don't know what. I really like, is it Dr. Lindsay that keeps on making the Gomez Adams jokes? Yes. I love her. I love you, Lindsay. I mean, look, he deserves every Gomez Adams joke that he gets. But also, I've got $10 and I am available. Ma, you're not allowed to beep that. I didn't say anything dirty I've... at all. Julie. I said Our nothing. listeners are smart adults. No, nope, I did not say a single dirty thing. If you... So, so far, the line you'd queue up for, for him and Biz. Uh, if you gleaned something filthy from me saying that I had $10 ready, that is on you. Look, I'm just asking, would you split the $10 and do five each? One for Biz and one for Austin? No, I went to or the Or would ATM you spend yesterday. $10 for each of them? No, I went to the ATM yesterday. Ah, so you split your 20 then. <laughs> no, technically I have $30, so. Oh, well, then we're going to have to find another mustache. I got one in mine. Anyway, in our listener questions. I really hope it's not Carl Osner. It was not. <laughs> not that into gingers. No. Um, one of our questions actually mentions Carl Alsner, but we'll get to that. From JG, this was a question that we got last time and couldn't ask it because Sam didn't listen to Shania Twain. And I meant to look up the lyrics for this because I cannot remember how the first verse goes. Hold on. I'm going getting there. This question. Stupid homework time for the rando questions that flit through my head. This is from JG. In the Shania Twain masterpiece, that don't impress me much. 
which player does each verse represent? Now, do you want to stick to just caps or do you want to branch out? I mean, I think we should find the most appropriate hockey, whether he be a cap or no. Okay. So, I want to... I'm looking to, at the lyrics as well. First of all, admit that I have sung this song very, very many times at karaoke and still could not remember the first verse. Also, I had to look up the bridge verse because we always change the bridge verse because I always did karaoke with my mom and my stepdad and we changed it to be about my stepdad because we're assholes. So, this is Shania Twain's That Don't Impress Me Much. The lyrics for the first verse are, is about three different guys, this song, in case you've never heard it. It is a crossover pop hit. And mm-hmm. basically, this woman is looking for the man who's going to do it for her. But, so first of all, she's got a smart guy. And she says, I've known a few guys who thought they were pretty smart. But you've got being right down to an art. You think you're a genius, you drive me up the wall. You're a regular original know-it-all. You think you're special. You think you're something else. Okay, so you're a rocket scientist. That don't impress me much. You've got the brain, but have you got the touch? Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think you're all right, but that won't get me warm in the middle of the night. Okay, so, Amy. Which hockey Who's got a brain? Yeah, none of them. There's the hockey players. I mean, but we gotta pick a hockey. Sure. I mean, my boyfriend reads Hemingway. Oh, please. I've read Hemingway. All that is is pretentious. But and a as little a gay. Hockey, as a hockey. Yeah, and Ovi has the equivalent of a PhD. What's your point? Wait, one of the Rangers went to Harvard. Baby Skinner went to Yale. Did he? Mm-hmm. Jimmy Vesey went to Harvard. Jimmy Vesey? Jimmy Vesey. <laughs> Jimmy Vesey should be the smart one. Jimmy VC went Can to we give him glasses with tape in the middle? Well, if we're going to do it by... He just looks like he's really smart. Pick Connor Carrick. He wears his glasses. He looks like a smart boy. He looks like... Just line up him and Kyle Dubas and Steve Dangle all in their glasses. Oh, my God. Can we pick Kyle Dubas? I don't know. Let's see what happens with Mach. So I did hear that Mach supposedly is going to Switzerland within the next week. <laughs> Yeah, well, BFD. I guess you'd want him to, you know, do some hockey. I literally don't give a fuck what Mach does. I think everybody's sick of Mach at this point. Especially after the Nylander crap from last season. Everybody's like, Again, this does not have to happen. This is why I reserve putting Kyle Uh, Dupas in the smart boy box. Because if Kyle Dupas were a smart boy, he'd say... What can I get for Mitch Marner? Bye. Okay. So, who's your smart boy? My smart boy is my boyfriend. So we are going all capitals? No. My smart boy is my boyfriend. I don't know the reading habits of many other hockeys. I just assume they can't read. Now I'm thinking about Jamie Ben. See? We can't put him in a smart box. No. Okay. Second verse. I never knew a guy who carried a mirror in his pocket and a comb up his sleeve just in case. And all that extra hold gel in your hair ought to lock it because heaven forbid it should fall out of place. And that's okay. So you think you're Brad Pitt. You got the looks, but have you got the touch? Etc. 
Well, that's my side piece. This is Tyler Sagan. <laughs> yeah. But also, since it's so much about hair, part of me, a little tiny part of me whispers, Brock Besser. Oh, a little bit. But see, he doesn't put a lot of product in his hair. Neither does Tyler. Really? No. I want you to know that I watched one of the videos of this from the playoffs of the stars and Jamie Ben like has a full like beauty regiment and it involves a hairdryer. Oh, well then hell, let's give it to him. Somehow Jamie Ben uses a hairdryer. Well, he must then use some sort of product on his hair because there's no other reason to use a hairdryer. It's totally. If you have his hair. It's totally Tyler Sagan though. It is. It's totally Tyler Sagan. And the last one is a Although, what? You may want to walk that back. So the last one is you're one of those guys who likes to shine his machine. You made me take off my shoes before you let me get in. I can't believe you kiss your car goodnight. Come on, baby, tell me you must be joking, right? And then it's okay, so you got a car. So you got the moves, so have you got the touch? So I don't know if you saw this on Instagram last night, but someone hit Tyler's car. No. Tyler, who drives a matte black Range Rover or something like that. Oh, see, he's just lost some of my respect. Anybody who does that matte shit on their car is an idiot. Amy? What? Tyler Sagan. Is an idiot. I don't know why you thought he wasn't. I know. I'm just saying. Further proof that he's an idiot. <laughs> Further proof. Anyway. No, I don't think he's... I don't think he's a gearhead. He pays more attention to his dogs than he does to his cars. Who is a gearhead? I don't know. Like, who was the? Who was the? Was it Jonathan Marsh or so that drove the the Lamborghini, the the Vegas Lamborghini, did all the playoff games when we were playing them? Oh, maybe. I mean, it was the Vegas. Yeah, that came up. I'm sure. I don't know it, that it was his. But... Honda was. Yeah, that's certainly something. That is an ugly fucking car. Yep, that was my first thought when I read that. Like, anybody that would enjoy coming to games in that must like the car more than likes much else. Wow. And I don't know that any of the cabs are big car people. I mean, I know know Mike Green used to be a big car guy. He used to have... Not Maseratis. Maybe Maseratis. I, this is meaningless to me. I drive a Honda. Right? I drive a Volkswagen. Which is about as exotic as I get. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, that's my vote. The Vegas weirdo. <laughs> From Kate. I'm absolutely ready to devour any hockey that turns up and listen to the entire Prospects tournament on Saturday, which was real fun. Can y'all talk Prospies for a minute? Turns out that I love Martin Fehervery. Fehervery? I can't say his name. I don't know. Suddenly. I think it's... Hold on. I'm pulling up my document again. Fehervery. I I think she spelled it incorrectly, actually. I think it's Favari. I think... I don't know. I don't know. I have no answer here. I will like, tell you. I like him. I like. Is it Pinho that went Kino. out shopping with Kino. Alex? Alex. 
Brian Pino. I'm going to be calling him Pinho. I don't care. It's not Pinho. It's Pino. But it's Bill Pinho. Pino. Look, if Sherry is Sherry and and Simone is Simon, this dude's Pinho. All right, but can we talk about how we have a guy named Bobby Nardella? And if they don't call him Nards, I am rebelling against the <laughs> entire culture of hockey. Oh, shit. I'll call him Nards. Hell, I'll call him Nards to his face. I'll I know you will. Chenandler. Oh, my God. He called Chenandler, Chenandler to his face. He called Lars Tiger to his face. I did. In front of his mom. In front of his mom? He was there with his mom at the, at the thing. They were getting out of the car. I hope, he had, to, I hope he had to explain that to his mom. I hope so, too. I didn't see it. <clears throat> I really enjoy that Ilya Samsonov looks like a kitten, which is a thing that I discovered during the Prospects tournament. I'm very... I really don't enjoy... See, he should be Samsonov. I know it. I know that, and that's your fixation. I don't enjoy any of the pronunciations of the little babies. Look, take a deep breath. Let the fuck go. These dogs are stressing me out. Are they? Sometimes. Only when Koozie tries to knock your teeth out. You don't need them. (laughs) I am very interested because when they released the roster list for the prospect tournament, they had Alex Kanek-Leipert listed as having been born in Thailand. And it's pretty clear from his headshot that he is not a white person. Yeah. Well, this is going to be your Veronica Mars mystery for the season, man. And I don't know why this is a thing that I have chosen to fixate on other than my... Oh, yes, you do. You know. I know. We all know. My favorite capital who better make the team out of training camp this season, or I will riot, is half tie. So are we going to have a second player who is also tie? Are we like what are we doing? Like it'll be a tie thing. tie. Shut the fuck up. They're both defensing. <laughs> he uh Canic Leipert scored in the uh prospect game today. Today? No. Today. Early was it, early was it today or was it the one the yesterday? Tampa one? Was it Tampa or not? I can't remember if it was the one today or the one day before yesterday anymore. Um I'm on vacation. All the days are running together now. Thank you. So then they showed the like lineup sheet from one of the games and he was listed as having been born in Canada. So what is the truth dot gif? Yeah, I don't know. So I want to know, A, what's up with that? But like, I also just kind of want to know more. I mean, it's nice to have brown people on our team and in the system and stuff. Yeah. We love brown people. But I'm also like, I just, why that's fixation that i have but also i want to know because now it's like a thing that is like what is the truth so stay tuned for the continuing saga of the birthplace of (laughs) who is this child and where is he from so anyway (laughs) he's um apparently thai and canadian which is different than being thai and swiss but also, he's probably going to go back to the OHL or something instead of playing in Hershey or whatever this season. 
Oh, is he still itty bitty? I guess. I think he's the one I was reading that about. I don't remember anymore. I've read a lot about a lot of different prospects. I haven't. Look, I'm trying to soak in all the Braden Holtby I can this season because he's going to go away. And I don't want it to happen, but I need to prepare myself. Just gird your loins. From Elizabeth Ann. After seeing Nick putting together benches, it got me thinking, which of the current or former Caps and or hockey boyfriends do you think would be the most helpful around the house? Please keep in mind, Carl Alsner can't open jars anymore. <laughs> well, your current capital hockey boyfriend was also putting together some He was, bleachers. and he looked very powerful whilst drilling. Oh, yeah, he did. I was not ready for that. I was very attacked. I was very attacked, too, because you know what's happening now? I mean, the drill was one thing, <laughs> but the hair is another. And he's got it now in a place where it hasn't been in a long time, which is all one length. Oh, yeah. Like old school Holpi. Yes. It's the Holpi that I fell in love with initially. When they first brought him up against Boston, that's what he looked like. And... I, it's, it's, oh, loins have been girded. Have they? Something like that. Do you feel sufficient? I mean, yes, I would girdy. love to have him help me around the house. But you know who I think might be better at things? Backstrom? No, I think Ovi. Oh, I think Ovi's useless. Look, he helped a second grader with her math homework. That's about the skills level that I'm at. <laughs> um, he stocked grocery store shelves today. Yeah, did you see him bumping that grocery cart into literally yes. everything, knocking all the boxes off the shelves? And I, I tweeted, I, did you see my tweets about it? I was like, yeah, he'll get it. Just give him a few days. The department manager thinks he's got potential. I didn't <clears throat> see that. Look, I could be the, the, his department manager. I can't show him what to do. I just think it'll be more fun to look at him doing it than look at my boyfriend doing it. Because my boyfriend would actually be good at it, which would be boring. Like, I wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't, like, have a reason to converse with him. I'd give him a task and he'd do it and say bye. I, for some reason, feel very strongly like Nicholas Backstrom can fold a fitted sheet. Oh, I feel that very strongly, too. You know who can't? <laughs> TJ Oshie. That's exactly who I was going to say. TJ Oshie just rolls it up. <laughs> His wife can, but he can't. TJ, TJ just rolls it up and then Lauren comes along and has to refold it later. Yes. Oh my God. Um, yeah, no. I believe that my hockey boyfriend can put together Ikea furniture and would be extremely helpful in getting things off of tall shelves. Wait, which one? Your Buffalo one? <laughs> My buffalo boyfriend. Oh, um, please. The other one's 22. He can't do shit. That's true. The other one's 22. He hasn't learned anything yet. He probably can't even do laundry yet. See, I don't think you should hit the age of 20 and not know how to do laundry. He's a boy. I don't care. They're like that sometimes. Yeah. I mean, Brayden would be the most helpful, but the most interesting. Would be Ovi. 
Things would get uh, broken, yeah. but he could probably put house, them back together. Yeah, the most interesting housemaid hire would be Ovi. Because he'd ring the doorbell and say, Handyman here! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up. Seriously. <laughs> um. Also from Elizabeth Ann, in honor of my being at in Ocean City, I guess, which hockey boy is more Mackie's and who is more Secrets? Okay. Of those two, the only one I've heard of Secrets is Secrets. So I have never been to either one. I have been to Mackey's, but I have not been to Secrets. And we are not going to Secrets until later this week. And we're going, we're doing the distillery tour at Secrets later this week. But, um, so I don't, I honestly don't have an answer other than. When we went to Mackey's the other night, it was extremely chill because it was like Sunday night and um, they have really, really good pina coladas. Yeah, see, I. So basically, Secrets, I think, is more like a clubby atmosphere. It's also That's ja- what I thought. It's also too. like Jamaican themed. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with like you get your like Holtby vibe at Mackey's and you're like. Jacob Verana vibe at Secrets. But it could be different because we are out here in the off season. That's true. Also, we went to Mackey's with the goal of like doing bar trivia, but then it was over for the season. So. Oh, boo. I was excited when you tweeted you were going to trivia. And it was very disappointing. Melanie informed me earlier that she had also been to BJ's on the water. Oh my. And that it was much classier than the name indicates. I mean, I would hope just a little bit that most of the places on the shore were a little bit classier than their names indicated, but I might not be right in some instances. You know what? I'll let you know if we end up at Big Pecker. No, God. I forgot about all this shit down at the shore. I just, we drive down the street and I just name things and there's not enough time for us to go to everything. But yeah. like we are going the, we are going to a buffet called Jonah and the whale tonight. Oh my God. You didn't tell me what it was called. <laughs> but that is. Oh, Melanie says we're going to Phillips, buffet. but I thought we were just walking across the street. No, whatever. doesn't matter. Buffet. It's buffet hours. We do have a we have a Patreon shout out this time around, and it goes Hooray! to our goodest and best bro, Elizabeth Ann. Yay! Who's a party and a half. She's going to come party with us out at Tenth Ward Distilling Company, and you should too. Yes. If you want to join our Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash pucker up podcast, where you can listen to our weird book club segments that we've posted with Peter Hassett. And also you can um, join our fantasy hockey league and you can get in on all kinds of other weird shit that's up there. And also if you join at certain tiers, you can get, free shit from us and you can get free hockey tickets from us and we think that's pretty great speaking of 10th ward two weeks from this thursday so on september 26th we will be 
at 10th Ward Distilling Company in Frederick, Maryland. And we will be out there and we will be live with their owner, Monica. And we will have special guest Ian Oland from Russian Machine Never Breaks. And we will be recording Yay! live. Woohoo! Yes. So join us then in two weeks if you can make it to Frederick. Peter has it. That means Rockville's close enough. And uh, until then. Um, um, if you want to come visit us there, um, they are located at 55 East Patrick Street in Frederick, Maryland. That zip code is 21701. They are open on Wednesday through Sunday. Um, closed Mondays and Tuesdays. They do have distillery tours at 12 p.m. and 2 p.m. on Saturdays. Um, they, they also sell absinthe, but I haven't tasted it yet, and it's sitting here in Podcast HQ. Yes, they sell um, absinthe. They also have a great number of other um, spirits like gin, <coughs> bourbon, rye, whiskey, applejack. Um, they also have a Maryland-themed set of absinths, which are absinthe blanc, absinthe rouge, and absinthe soleil, which are the red, white, and yellow colors of the... Maryland flag. They are going to be released. They just released a stouted rye. Um, they have honey jack, which is incredible. That's going to be, um, it's, it's distilled from mead and then they barrel age it and it's amazing. And then they, of course, will have their seasonal, um, autumn liqueur when we get there. Um, so we're going to go out there. We're going to talk to Monica, who is a Caps fan. And then we're going to drink some craft cocktails. And we're going to talk about preseason hockey. Yay! And that's two weeks from Thursday again on the 26th of September. We're going to so get... We're going to get started about 7 o'clock, so you might want to show up a little early so you can get a cocktail and ask us dumb questions on the air. Woohoo! And, of course, we will be recording it and putting it up on SoundCloud just like we would any other podcast. So even if you can't make it, you will be able to listen to it. Awesome. In the meantime... Oh, in the meantime, you can message us on Twitter at Pucker Up Podcast. You can email us at PuckerUpPod at gmail.com. And you can visit our website at PuckerUpHockey.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.